Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Tommy Lank went from Hollywood sidekick to Instagram trash fashion superstar. Now he's sitting down with celebs in their own personal garbage and, well, they're going to talk trash. We should talk Trash. I collect it, I sort it, I count it, and I throw it in my trash can. Hey, it's me, Tommy Lank. If you don't know, I'm that guy from Instagram who makes dresses out of trash, red carpet recreations, the Lank look. But before that, I've been an actor for a really long time. Anyway, I'm combining all of those things, all of my favorite things, entertainment and trash, and this is the Trash Cast. And I'm going to... Um, I'm bringing on my friends, uh, celebrities, and creative types, and I'm going to talk to them. We're going to talk some trash, and then we, I'm making them bring me two items. One, uh, an item that has meaning to them. Maybe it's sentimental, but perhaps people mistake it as trash. And number two, an item that is trash that they've been trying to get rid of from their house, and um, I'm going to put them on the spot and see if... I can get them to get rid of it. But first, I have to figure out which is the trash and which is the treasure, okay? So that's the game. That's that's the gimmick. Um, and I'm excited to be doing this. Um, this is my first one, you guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening. I'm joined here in the studio with my producer, Will. Okay, so the Joker... Here's something I want to put in the trash. This Joker. Are you Joker movie. Are you a comic book person? I am. I am a comic book. I thought maybe you, it's you, okay. I I have a thick skin though. I so I, maybe I perhaps looked up your Instagram and saw you in some cosplay. Did you really? I do my research. I am a professional. Oh my goodness! Well, and by research I mean stalking people on Instagram. <laughs> that's fine. Um, there is a photo of you in some Captain America gear. Oh yeah, it looks very expensive. Um, it was somebody else's. Most and I don't own any of that stuff. Mm, really? Yeah. Will. It's I, people Be, loan it to me and say like you can keep it indefinitely because I usually use it for like events. So that was like down for an event with okay. a buddy of mine. Yeah. All right, whatever you say. But I used to do the Comic Con thing. Um, same. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, here's what I was gonna say: the the Joker movie has just come out, and I have no interest in going to see it. I just want to crawl into a safe space known as Downton Abbey the movie. And just keep watching it. I went and saw that. I just want to... Also, I need to be soothed by things that are British and oldie-timey right sure. now. I don't know what it is. I, that's just what I need in my life. But I just feel like... I don't know. The Joker is about uh, just awful people murdering and uh, violence. I just feel like it just feels too much like real life right now. I just... I feel like... Aren't we on an upswing? Like We just want to be entertained and taken away from what we're, what we're stressed out about um so and then also did you, the the fact that the director of this movie todd phillips who um i think he directed like like the, the hangover the hangover and yeah. whatnot these you know bro comedies and he was quoted in Van- vanity fair saying um go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture there were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore i'll tell you why because all the effing funny guys are like f this shit because I don't want to offend you. Wow. Yeah. I just... Is he canceled now? I feel like he's canceled now. <laughs> I There's nothing that drives me more crazy than when 
maybe this sounds mean or ageist, but people start to get older within the industry or whatever it is. Yes. And they start to resent younger people, you know, or people who are more progressive or whatever it is. Like I remember watching a Dana Carvey special and somebody like came in late and they filmed it and he's like, oh, you're probably a millennial, blah, blah, blah. And like went on this whole thing about millennials. And I was like, you just look Gramps. Really? Hey, Gramps. Yeah, yeah. You just That's look... the thing. I refuse. I try not. Well, no, I probably do it sometimes. I try not to do that because I never want to feel like right. I'm separating myself from an audience by sort of not that aging is bad, but to, to just to call attention to like, yeah, you're so young. It just I don't know. It just it's not it's not cute. Um, Shouldn't we be endeavoring to retain our youth? Yes. Bring it all. Let's bring each other. To get you know together. Also, in this same article, I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> Speaking of not <laughs> aging yourself, up, I didn't have my glasses, my readers on, and I. Uh, they were talking about his certain brand of um, irreverent bro comedy, and I was reading it, and I for real read it as um, irrelevant bro comedy, and I'm like, actually, I'm going to leave these glasses off because that's kind of on point. I think the issue is that. Sir, those movies, those you know, the Hangover movies served a time and place, yeah. and they were bro, gross out movies. And I think, I think we're just tired of it, and we've we've kind of moved on. And I will say, you know, like Bridesmaids kind of like moved the needle as far as like, oh yeah, no, we're we're done with the bro movies, and we want to we want to see some hilarious ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and here on my podcast, we have lots of hilarious ladies that um, are in the works for you. Um, one of those is going to be my first guest, Ms. Becca Tobin. Give me that trash, give me that trash, yeah. Give me that trash, give me that trash, yeah. And we're back. It's the Trash Cast. Okay, so I have my first guest here. You may be familiar with her work from the Lady Gang podcast and television program, or perhaps you watched her as Kitty Wilde on Glee, or maybe you obsessively watch her Hallmark movie cinema films, Sister of the Bride, Love at First Dance, and A Song for Christmas. Please welcome to the Trash Cast, my pal, Becca Tobin! Um, we know each other from doing Rock of Ages on the Broadway and... Rock of Ages? Rock, rock of Ages. <laughs> oh my God. Didn't we used to say something like, on stage? I remember Laura Molina was obsessed on stage. with like, Get, uh, Can you enter from stage, stage, stage right? Stage right. Um, sounds familiar. <laughs> what I loved, um, were you, you were there when I got there, right? Yes, I was. And you were... You were a swing. Swing. And an understudy for Sherry. Sherry. Mm-hmm. The lead lady role. Yeah. What I marveled at was My the, beauty. Your beauty. <laughs> <laughs> your comfort with your body. My abs. Your naked body. Yeah. <laughs> like lady like backstage, no one has any it's just everything's you, out. Yeah, you don't care. And that's the thing. I think when my nude photos were leaked, I didn't they, care. Wait, you had nude photos leaked? Yeah, it's neither here nor there. Okay, great. But the reason that I didn't <laughs> freak out, I think, is because when you when you grow up in theater and you're a dancer or an actor, but mostly dancers, dancers I find are more free. Yes. Like you're in the dressing room with 10 girls and you're getting butt naked and you're putting on your tights and you're putting on your leotard and like nobody cares, nobody's looking and you, I am a very like happy naked person. Yeah. 
And so when those photos came out, I'm like, there's at least 1,500 people who have already seen this in my <laughs> the span of my career. Well, also, like, plenty of photos of you playing a lady stripper in New York yeah. in, in the show. Yeah. Like, you're in barely anything. Yeah, so. we played strippers in Rock of Ages. So, like, barely dressed. So, yes. I, by the way, you, I one time, I used to take my computer into my dressing room. <laughs> and one time, you, I left it, on think, on stage right. And I came back to my computer, <laughs> and there were so many tawdry photos <laughs> of you, Erica. <laughs> Somebody else. I love the word tawdry. They had fully hijacked my computer. I mean, I think I have nude photos. Fo- like, basically, I had nude photos do on my... Do you think you still have them? I think I do. I will find them. I want them. With tawdry photos. <laughs> tawdry. Um, what was it that we heard last night at Bingo that oh the God, phrase we, we're bringing I made, back? I made Becca do um, be, do do drag queen Bingo and be the celebrity ball caller. Yeah, that was handling fun. the balls. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the drag queen said something. Um, this guy got up and you're, when you win Bingo, you're supposed to run around the room and everyone throws their Bingo cards at you. And this guy won and he just starts walking like stra- ca- like a casual, casual stroll. <laughs> and she goes. It's not the mall, Adam. <laughs> From now on, when I'm behind a slow walker, I'm going to be like, it's, it's not, not the, the mall, mall, Adam. <laughs> it's incredible. That's such a good catch. Drag phrase. queens are responsible for 99.9% of the greatest phrases of all time. I agree. I mean, it's so weird how much drag race, how much the stuff that they say on drag race gets incorporated to everything. everything. Like Pop culture. Hunty yep. and all that stuff. Um, wait, I'm going back to... Okay, so my favorite thing about when you do a podcast is like they do research. And I remember when I did the Lady Gang the first time, mm-hmm. Kelty was reading my... I think it was Kelty was reading my yeah. bio. Like everyone goes to um, IMDb and Wikipedia. And it's like those... <laughs> Those bios. They're are, so stupid. They're so stupid. They're garbage. Who's writing them? Who's I don't know. Who's writing them? I didn't write them. My middle name was wrong on Wikipedia for like six years. Uh, on Wikipedia <laughs> for a while? <laughs> for, well, what did they say your middle name was? You're not even ready for it. It's a hybrid of two names. Okay. Melise. <laughs> it said Rebecca Melise Tobin. Melise. Where did that even come like from? Like French, your French yeah. lady. Like... What is Melissa and Elise? Melise. <laughs> Melise. Wow. I think it's been changed, though. Bold inaccuracies. Yeah, I think it's changed because I, I went on there this morning. What did Kelty say about you on... Did she I, say one that was wrong from, no, in your bio? There's just... Whatever is on Wikipedia... It's stupid. It's not accurate. Also, full disclosure, your photo on Wikipedia is like a three-quarter profile. <laughs> you're sort of just like... <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's it's, it's just it. like... I can't, I can't, I can't, wait, hold I'll on. pull it up. It's just like sort of off in the distance. <laughs> like you weren't posing for a photo. It's just you sort of looking away. Like that's the photo they chose. I'm, Why is that the photo? I mean, who, who chooses them? I don't know. Okay. But Wicked, Oh, that is such a weird picture. Yeah. Why that photo of all the I'm photos like in, in the I'm like in the middle world. of swallowing. Yeah. You know that so weird face you make when you're like swallowing? This is so weird. It's from like a red carpet. 
Wow, and my neck looks very big. It's it's very <laughs> odd. So my question to you is um, when people look at your, like when you do something and they read your bio or they're introducing you and you're like, okay, that's total garbage. What's the thing that you wish you could throw away from your Wikipedia, my Wikipedia or your IMDb page that people constantly ask you about? And you're like, that was nothing. Why do you have to ask me about that? Oh, I would say even though it's a good thing for my rep, it's not really accurate. So everybody asks me when I first started Glee. I had moved out here from Broadway, like broad, Broadway, 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 and I got the job when I was living in New York to do Glee. So I had like a week to pack up my shit and become a TV actress. Like I had never even done TV and film. It's really so embarrassing. So I get over here in LA and I get set up with like, you know, your team, if you will. And I got someone, someone sent a publicist my way. And I was like, sure, I don't know what, what any of this is. Because in, in theater, like, nobody's aiming to be famous. No one's famous in theater. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever. And I just listen to what everybody said. And um, I get with this publicist, and he's like, I have this really great opportunity. It's to be, like, an ambassador for this this uh, Bullyville. It's like an anti-bullying foundation or whatever. Okay. And I was like, I like the sound of that because I'm playing such a mean character on TV that is the school bully. So it would be nice to sort of like counteract that with, you know, I'm actually not an asshole, which I kind of am. <laughs> um, so I got involved with Bullyville and then there were some super shady things happening with like the guy who created it. I still have no clarity on it. All I know is that one day my dad was like, you need to disassociate. And find a different bullying, <laughs> anti-bullying foundation or whatever. But people constantly ask me about what I'm doing, like, with the Bullyville thing and the and, and how I've been so, so influential in the anti-bullying movement. Oh, my God, I'm dying. And I'm like, I think I actually did very little. And the suggestions I had never came to fruition. And I did one event, which was a birthday party in Vegas hosted by Bullyville. <laughs> wow. I am It's also gross. This is so delicious to me Isn't right now. Isn't it gross? It's so gross. It's so gross. I it also <laughs> it's just gro- it it's so funny to me the way like a celebrity like when you get a publicist you have to like choose choose your uh, platform. Your platform and what's the charity that you're going to Yeah. to spearhead and it's it's like you may have not put any thought into it and so it's it's also fake it's was, all yeah. such a way to get more publicity and it's like no the charity work i do should be because i actually want, want to, to and i feel pas- passionate about that thing right well and it's also hard because like vetting you don't know i was also like in my like i was like 25 or something like you don't know that you have to vet people like you don't you don't know i lived in a bubble of singing and dancing for 10 years you know what i mean <laughs> and then some you know you get thrown into this world and you just listen to what people tell you cuz you think they know better yeah. which usually they don't yeah. and yeah it's so gross also a pr like a publicist like i remember i dated a publicist and he got, he got me an article he got me a coming art coming out article in wait like an article to just tell everyone you were coming out? <laughs> yes, like, yeah, like I am a homosexual. Um, that, Wait. Like, so I hadn't come out in the press. Oh. And in the early 2000s, like, that was still kind of a big deal. So were you on Buffy still when you... This was post-Buffy. And, like, oh, you... I should have done it when I was on Buffy, but yeah. I had so many people 
being like, no, you'll like, you can't, you shouldn't up your career. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) well, it's already up. Like I might as well (laughs) just attend it. Um, but a, a big part of it was like, oh yeah, once then you can only audition for the gay parts, and oh god, and the number of gay parts is much smaller than there are right. the straight parts, so it's very limiting. Mm-hmm. Turns out, well, that's all I'm getting called in for anyway, so who cares? Right. Um, so I should have done it, I didn't. So I, my publicist boyfriend got me this article. Was it the Advocate or Out? One of the two, and it was supposed to be for this new. It was coming out around this new sitcom that I had just done and I tested against Jesse Tyler Ferguson who's now on Modern right. Family um, and it was called, what was it called? Do Not Disturb. It was mm-hmm. Niecy Nash, him and um, somebody else and he got it but then they, I auditioned and I got the role of his boyfriend in this episode and we had an on-screen kiss and it was going to be like a big deal. Right. Um, but before my episode aired they canceled the show after Stop. two airings. But I'd already done this interview and did like a whole photo shoot. No, stop it. Photo shoot was like that of that super. I mean, everyone does it. It's, I can't believe it. I was like, yeah, let's do that thing. But like where the hands are coming into the photo and putting the makeup on your face. We've seen oh, it a thousand yes, times. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but groundbreaking at the time. Yes, very groundbreaking. So they called. They called the my article. The title was coming out, but canceled. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, my God. That should have been the name of this podcast. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Coming out, but canceled. Wow. That is incredible. Isn't that devastating? That is devastating. And then the fun part. Oh, it was my friend Adam Very. I'm friends with him now, who interviewed me. He now. Did he come up with the headline? I, I can't remember, but he now he worked at BuzzFeed for a while. He's like a big deal in TV yeah. writing world. Um, I so be, I became friendly with him from the doing the interview, and between the show getting canceled and the interview, I then broke up with the publicist and started dating the guy who wrote the article. No, I don't know. I wish no. Now he's married and they have a child. Damn. Oh, adults. Um, <laughs> no, I broke up with the publicist guy. Not broke up. Actually, he. He broke up with me. Um, that's you... another story. That's a whole other story. Was... Let's have him on the podcast as a guest. Please. Oh, I would love that. I haven't seen him or heard from him since we broke up 10 years ago. I love this idea. Um, <laughs> and like, it was all very weird. I'm like oh, coming out and canceled. I love that you're, you're I'm now I'm interviewing myself on this podcast. Well, people have to get to know you, Tom. Okay. Well, well, also know that he, um, he had skin cancer while we were dating and didn't tell me, which I thought was really weird. Mm. I didn't find out till I saw like opened wound surgery photo on his Facebook page. Weird. So strange. That's a weird thing to post. Yeah. That was, I, I, <laughs> that was shocking to me because I immediately pass out when I see any sort of, yeah. Um, surgery or lesion lesion <laughs> anyway so uh i ca- i i called or emailed the um the writer guy and i said can you take out because i mentioned my boyfriend in oh. the article i said can you take out that because i'm now i'm single so like i'm so, so- you used it as a plat- platform to also find men yes good for you i'm a monster high five to hollywood <laughs> It's the worst. Love you. Um, <laughs> okay, so I asked you about, like, what's the thing you want to get rid of off of your thing that everyone asks you? Yeah. The thing that stood out to me that, I, like, 
would be the thing I would think everyone would ask you about is this credit of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra oh. on your resume. You know what's such bullshit is no one even asks me about it. Are you it. kidding? And it's amazing. To me, that's like, oh, geez, this is like the most obvious thing that everyone's asking about. No. What? So was this after Rock of Ages you went on tour the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Yeah. Were you playing? Or are you a flautist? Are you a, did you play enough, oboe? I did have to learn the flute for a little section of it, the tour. So, so what, okay, so what, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra has the band, yeah, obviously, and that's a bunch of dudes who play like electric guitars and you know, uh, okay. And then there's the violinist, which on our tour was this hot woman who's a good friend of mine, Asha Mavlana. Is she that lady that does ballet while she? She like dances her ass off when she's playing the violin. She is a beast. Um, and then there's like five singers, so they have. Um, like singer dancers, if you will. So we sing backup on everything, and then two of the girls are usually soloists. I was not a soloist, and I did. So I basically sang backup vocals and danced. And like the production value for these shows, it, it's like the highest grossing North American tour every year. So they sell out arenas all over the country during the holidays, like twenty thousand people arenas. And so they have these, like, expensive catwalks. Like, the sets are crazy. The lasers, the lights. Like, it's, like, more expensive than a Beyonce show. So, wait. Okay. Is Trans-Siberian not – I would think, like, oh, they're, like, this orchestra from Siberia. No, that's just no, the name. It's they're just a the band. Name. So it was a rock band back in the 80s that then did a Christmas. They just randomly did – put out a Christmas song. You know, the – Dun, 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 the yes. rock version okay. of that. Okay. Oh. So they, they released that, and their manager at the time was like, This is a hit. You guys are like topping the charts with this Christmas song. So then, like, this this was like the brainchild of this man, Paul O'Neill, who since passed away. But up until the time that I was there, he was like leading the charge on this. And it was like his vision. And I believe he was the manager all along. And he just, I mean, it's the craziest story ever, but it is the coolest experience you live on a tour bus for like two months you tour the country you sleep with like it's like six girls on a tour bus the most fun ever i just had the best time it was so cool this is so wild to me i had no idea that you did this yeah well i left rock of ages because well i kind of got pushed out a little bit so like i was the swing and then, like, a vacation swing. So I'd come in when all the girls had leaves and whatever, whatever. But, like, my first stint was, like, three straight months or four straight months of being there. So then I was like, oh, I'm, like, going to get a permanent position as soon as one becomes available. When one did come a- become available, I didn't get that job. And it was, like, a fucking heartbreaker. Like, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I've committed so much to this show and, like, these people. And, um, it, you know, like, at that age, I was 20. 23 when I got the show. So it was only a couple of years after that. I was like in and out of it for two years and never got that permanent position because this is so stupid and uninteresting. No, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm lathered up already. I okay. have so much to say about this. Okay. okay. Continue. So one of the producers came to my very, very, very first performance, very first performance. Not only is it my first performance, it was my Broadway debut. And I didn't have full rehearsals. Like, when you come in and replace people, you don't get a full rehearsal with the cast on stage and all that stuff. Like, it's very, like... You get thrown in. You get thrown in. And so I had, like, two weeks to learn the show, and I had to learn every girl part and, like, whatever. 
boohoo. And you're doing it for like no money. Uh, and then the producer came to see my very first show. And like afterwards, he told a mutual friend of mine that I, he just didn't think I had it. Ugh. And like I was certainly oh like holding back. And like also when you're a swing, you have to be very tentative. Like when you first go on because you're dancing around all these people. And they've done this every night for eight eight shows a week. So you're like, I just got to stay out of the way. I can't give you 110% of my performance. I just have to like mine my P's and Q's and get from point A to B to make sure that I don't fuck anybody else's world up. Now, were you going on in, 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 the, in one of the ensemble tracks? On or the ensemble one of the, tracks. So just from that, from they, that they he saw it and he was like, she just doesn't have it to like be the permanent Sherry cover. She doesn't have it to really be in the show permanently at all. Oh my God. And so, <sighs> Yeah. This, okay, the so reason, then when I booked Glee, I was like, Fuck you guys. See ya, bitches. Yeah. I remember when you, like, hearing that you booked Glee, I was like, yes. This is such a sweet, sweet, sweet burn. Yeah. Because the thing that really blew my mind was, and I had my own issues coming into Rock of Ages because I had done it here in L.A. And yeah. I, I had like help create the role a lot of the things i'd improvise had gone into the script but i had to you know audition and through the like i can't believe i got into it but i I made it got it uh shocking got to actually play the part that i created in la and do it in new york but i like i didn't know all these political rules of broadway that like once you are a if you're a dancer if they know you can dance you'll you'll always always be a dancer yeah like yeah. up until your forties, like yeah. that, they will only take you seriously as that. Yeah. And even if you have an amazing voice, they're like, no, that's an ensemble person. They don't have, they don't have it. They don't have it. And that made me crazy because it's... I came in and I was on the other side of the stage. Like my dressing room is where, the, oh, yeah. where the leads were. And I would always go over and hang out with you guys because everyone, like they were all just over there. Being really serious. Being so serious. I know. It's way more fun to be in the ensemble of a Broadway show than be a principal actor. Because like I had, like, I shared, I was with, like, the guy that played my dad, and it was just like, So, like, I want to be with the kid. I want to be with my friends. But we had fun. But that's, and that's the thing that made me angry, is that, like, you're never allowed to move up. The fact that they would not cast you... As Sherry at some point or move you into a permanent position makes me crazy. It's upsetting. And then I'm sure they're like, once you're now famous and on TV shows, they're like, hey, oh, hey, you should, why don't you do? No, why don't still you? not asking. <laughs> I would give you your own G-dang Broadway show. You're so nice, Tom. Mm. Okay, so, sorry, I'm just having a, a sip of my LaCroix. LaCroix. Isn't it weird that it's not LaCroix? Like well, the no, city and the wherever city, it's made is yeah. LaCroix? Here's my, I think it probably at one point was LaCroix, right? Don't you think at some point the city was named LaCroix? LaCroix. I just, the, okay, to be honest, uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was like LaCroix the designer. I was like, oh, it's like fancy <laughs> designer water. Like, <laughs> like from AbFab, she would always be like, LaCroix, La darling, I sweetie, I love AbFab so La much. LaCroix, LaCroix, sweetie, I've got my LaCroix. In the 90s, it was a big dancer. Um, the cross, he always had the crosses, LaCroix. Uh, so I had no idea that it was, in fact, just... It was, apparently it was from the 99-cent store, and they used it on some TV shows because it was easy to get clearance, and that's what made it popular. 
Whoa. I'm saying that. What TV show? I don't know. I feel like I read an article where I read that. I believe it. Because you know what? LaCroix has been around forever. Yeah. And for some reason, it had this resurgence with the snooty hipster millennials. Just know anytime I say I read an article, um, like it, it could mean I skimmed it. It could mean <laughs> saw I saw a headline. Had the headline. <laughs> and like Coming I, out and canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that that alone should teach you never judge never judge an article by the headline. Oh God. So like take everything I say with a grain of salt, because it might be trash. Okay, really? see how I see how I tied see? it in there. Here we go. Trash. Okay. Um Okay, so, wow, we still have to get to the trash items. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I would like to play a game of... I love games. Trash It or Stash It. Yes. The Trend Edition. Oh. Um, this morning I went through some of the big trends uh-huh. this summer. I'm currently wearing one that I want to trash. I Well, I'm going to... I am the, a trash trend right it's now. It's literally at the top of my list. <laughs> no okay. way. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> what do you think? Ugly sneakers. The ugly sneaker trend. Trash it or stash it. Do you want to keep it? Or I want to trash it. it and I'm wearing them. They are so comfortable, though. <laughs> I, it was the first thing I noticed when you walked in and I was like, yes. I'm a... I, I just... Here's the thing. These dad sneakers or whatever were the least kind of like dad sneaker I could find. Like it's, don't you agree? It's a little bit less dad. It's, it's more subtle than the, the crazy sort of Balenciaga Balenciaga ones that people are wearing. Um, and then not only am I wearing the dad sneaker, but I'm wearing them with a sundress, which is like, could I be more Kendall Jenner right now? But like 15 (laughs) years older and like way uglier. It's so, it's such a bummer for me. No, it's so cute. I'm into it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm into it. Thank you. Uh, I think the, yeah, I kind of want to trash the ugly sneaker. I have a pair, but they're not those giant, like the giant ones. Because I look, they you feel cool when you put them on, but I look at people walking they around. stupid. And you look dumb. You yeah. look like you're walking on a pile it's of marshmallows. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But I do love these um, for myself. <laughs> okay, next trend. Neon, trash it or stash it. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, oof, this is hard. I like an accent, a neon accent. You wouldn't do a head to toe neon. I mean, I probably would. Here's what I hate about myself. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Please tell me. All these trends come out and I'm like, oh, that's stupid. I'm never going to do it. And then I end up doing it because you see it enough and you, it's like, it's, it's just osmosis. It just seeps into your repertoire and the other day, I saw a head-to-toe neon sweatsuit, and I was like, I need that yeah. to travel in. And <laughs> I have, I have like, romantic ideas about how I'm going to wear outfits. Do you? I, I, I've yet to figure out my personal style, so I'm still just, I'm... Really? I yeah, feel like you have one. I, I, like, I feel like, well, am I... Am I a person that wears hats and leather? Like, if I wear a leather jacket with one of those sort of flat-brimmed hats, am mm-hmm. I then allowed to wear, like, yeah, like sporty st- Like, yes. I can't decide, like, if, if you have to commit to one thing. No, it's like a mood. Dressing yourself is like a mood. Some days I'm, like, this person, the 33-year-old woman trying to be 17 again. Okay. But then other days I'm so sophisticated and I'm wearing, like, an Ellen-esque, androgynous, like, boss lady suit. Yeah. You know, and like that's okay, and it's all black, and like that's okay. Okay, you can express yourself. Well, however I'm, that's you want. I'm going to take this away from this is that I can 
I can just dress for the mood. Dress I mean, for your mood. Today I'm in sort of like a. Are those penguins on your shirt? They're like ducks. I got it in I Australia. Like it. It's sort of like a wild, wild print. You like you like a wild print. A bold wild print. Okay, uh, next item: trash or stash. Uh, '90s matching sets. You know what this is? No, like a juicy couture jumpsuit. No, that's like early aughts. Uh, '90s matching sets would. <laughs> What'd be... What did you say? Early aughts. Aughts, like the aught aught one. Back in aught 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 five. That's what you say, like at the turn of the century. I did not know that. Like in the musical, The Music Man, they're like, oh, you know, when they're like, yes, aught three. I never realized. So we what were that back was. in that in the early two thousands. Was the aughts. Yeah. Um, the aughts. The more What's you the know. What's the '90s? The 90s matching set. set is a thing that's happening this summer where it's like a, like a jacket, a skirt, and a whatever that are all the same color that are all – that go together. Pattern? Like, like you – no, like they're like – it's just a solid color, but they, it all goes together as a set. I'm gonna like need... Clueless, like when she wore oh, that, that yeah. gold plaid yes. thing. I'm so into this. Okay. I'm really into that look. Okay, so she's going to um, stash What's it called? That. Stash, yes. Bucket stash. hats. Trash, 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 trash. Really? Let me tell you something. If you see me, because I had the same reaction to dad sneakers <laughs> and sundresses. If I see you in a bucket hat? If you see me in a bucket hat, I want you to pull me aside and be like, you were born in 1986. This is inappropriate. You can't You can't circle back and do the same trend That's that you did say. as a child. If you wore it the first time, you, you can't, can't wear it, wear it the, the second, second time. And I wore a bucket hat. Like and a full blossom moment? Yes. And I was just at a 4th of July party that Leonardo DiCaprio was at. Let oh, me pick wow. that Whoa, name off the floor. And Jamie Foxx, halfway a name drop. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but th- I'm saying this because I was the oldest woman at this party because those men like them young. Gross. And so there were young 20-year-olds and some, I may even say, could have been late teens. And all these girls were walking around in bucket hats and dad sneakers. And I was like... What is happening? What is happening? I Leonardo DiCaprio, you cannot you can't date a woman who just discovered the bucket hat. Nope. Nope. It's a hard pass for me. And they're like wearing like Tommy Hilfiger. I mean, it's like it's our past. I know. I'm gonna I don't trash I, this shit. And I'll be wearing it in a month. Yep. Um okay, wait, there's where I'm gonna go down this list. Butter yellow. How do you feel about that? Like apparently that's for a, my a trending color. That is trash. <laughs> trash. Yeah, I can't. It's like a pastel? It's yeah, it's I don't know. Gross. Uh micro bags. Oh. Stash. Really? I do, I mean it depends how micro. They can get way too small. If it's too small for a large iPhone, it's bullshit. But they make good micro bags that are like, you know, can keep the phone in a lipstick. But you're not into those ones like <clears throat> they've got those ones that oh, have like, like the, the giant chain pack? and then it's like oh. a teeny tiny – looks like a coin purse. No, that I can't get down with. Okay. It needs to be bigger than a coin purse. Okay. Um, <laughs> than a coin purse. That's, that's a good rule to have in life for a yeah. lot of things. Just keep it bigger than a coin purse. I mean for some things it needs to be bigger than bigger than a <laughs> coin purse. <laughs> uh, biker shorts. <sighs> Listen, I'm going to say trash, but it's only because I'm jealous I don't have the body type for it. If you've got a banging bod, I actually think it's a very flattering look. It's the closest thing to naked, and all the Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) 
girls in his what's it called? His um his posse, his uh No, his I don't know. I I try <laughs> to think of the word. Uh there were a lot of those girls wearing bike shorts as well with their dad's sneakers and their bucket hats. And I was like, God, I hate them because they can wear them. Yeah. It looks stupid. But it looks stupid, but it's that whole thing of like, it's so like ugly fashion is really big. Like it's, it's so ugly that it's cool. It's cool. cool and also like, I'm sorry, if you're going to accentuate like your amazing thigh gap and your long legs, go for it. I'll never have either of those things. So like. More, just live your truth. Yeah, if I were Amy Schumer in that movie and I woke up and thought that I looked like Giselle, you better believe I'd be walking the streets in my bike shorts. Great. I support that. I support seeing you. I feel pretty. That's the movie I was looking uh, for. I, I enjoyed that film. I did too. Um, all right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, Trash or Treasure with Becca. Are you going to trash it or stash it? Okay, we are back, and now's the moment, Becca, where I ask you to reveal two items to me, one that's a treasure and one that's a trash, but I don't know which is which, okay. so please present them. Okay, so here's one. Would you like me to just describe it? Yeah, please describe this item that you're presenting to me. This one is called the Pet Magazine. It's a... It looks like a fanny pack it to is, me. It's a fanny pack. Okay. Hold on, and it's uh, like a ni- a cheap nylon. <laughs> okay, it has it has a um, what do you call this when you're mountain climbing? A like um, those like a C clip type thing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, pet <laughs> magazine, <laughs> pet magazine okay. for for Becca Melise. Melise magazine, and it, it has a pocket, and there's some sort of key fob. It's a it. rape whistle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Um, okay. And, and it, here, so that's item number one. Item number one. <laughs> item number two. It's a sensible. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> it's a sensible camisole. A black. Like a tank. tank. Like a. Like a. Like a silky. Sensible. It's polyester. Who are we kidding? It's okay, polyester. Okay, so now, you do know that I said to bring something that you truly treasure <laughs> and something that you really want to get rid of because to both, both of these. I'm sorry. Are they both, both trash these, these to you? Like to look, they seem like, I don't know, <laughs> just knowing you, I don't, I honestly, I'm, I've done a couple of practice, practice, practice versions I of the trash I tried to make cast. it really tricky. This is really, okay, this is really hard for me. Uh-huh. Um, I, part of me, I'm going to look at the label of this tank top and see mm-hmm. if it's like something mm-hmm. fancy, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Moo Moo. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize that as a brand. Okay. Moo Moo. Mm-hmm. It's a small, silky, not silky, it's like a polyester. Wow. Okay. Black cami. Uh, can go under everything. Okay. Well, maybe this is the sentimental one because like it can go under anything. Like You wear it all the time and it's trash. Like a lucky tank. So you're like lucky tank top like you got proposed <laughs> to in this or you you like booked your first job wearing it. Um <laughs> Or is it this pet-related fanny pack <laughs> because you're obsessed with your dog just as much as I'm obsessed with my dog mm-hmm. and my and my mm-hmm. other my stepdogs? Mm-hmm. More on that on another podcast. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to say that this pet fanny pack is your treasured item. You're right. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Good job. Tell me why. Okay. So I live in the hills, and I hike almost every day with Orly, my dog, my precious angel, angel. baby. And I felt like for so long, I didn't have the proper holder for my phone, for poo bags, for <laughs> treats, for my rape whistle. Okay. And what's also amazing about this is that this loop clips onto the leash. Oh, So I wow. can be hands-free. And being hands-free with a dog on a hike, it's invaluable. So you can text on the phone while you're walking? Or, or just be, feel free. Feel free? Feel free. And Shake this thing at snakes. is light. It's durable. And I'm telling you, it's gotten so much use. Like, I should wear it right now, right? With I this mean, dad sneaker. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a great color. It's hideous. It's, a, it's, a, it's so ugly. It's like a, a, like a jail cell blue, like a light blue. <laughs> And yeah. my husband asks me every time I wear it if I'm going to the dog park to pick up my dogs. Like, I'm a professional dog walker. Oh, like you're a dog lady. Like a real dog walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, this is incredible. If I lost this, I mean, I know I could replace it on Amazon in three minutes, but it's very important to me. I, re- I do love that. I love that. Thank you. It's, you know. Do you want to hear about this, this camisole? Yeah, why do you want to get rid of this camisole? Now you ha- the story yeah. behind the camisole. It's not even about what the camisole looks like. It's what it represents. And I've just had it hanging in my closet for two years now. And okay. I, every time I come across it and I'm doing a closet cleaning, I'm like. This asshole tank. This tank top. Like, it's great under anything. Like what I just said. But here's the history of the tank. <laughs> I don't know whose it is. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> and I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had an item oh, disappear? Disappear? Yes. Yes. It's so infuriating yes. that I don't know where the fuck this came from. I've asked every female that's ever been in my home. Now, I think when it when it came into my possession was when we were shooting the pilot for Lady Gang TV in my guest bedroom. We had just a garment rack of just clothes between me and Kelty and Jack, my the other two hosts. But neither of those bitches are we'll saying that this is theirs. And I'm like, it's got to be. And I know my husband's not cheating on me because he would never cheat on me with a girl. Oh, who wears that? Who wears this? Who wears Moo brand <laughs> tank? So there you go. Okay, well. <clears throat> I want it out. I was going to say, I was going to present life. You, have you decided you want to get rid of it? Yes. If you are for sure wanting to get rid of it, I'm going to take it off your hand. Thank you. And we're going to put this up. For auction. For auction, and we're gonna put the money to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe you'll Bullyville is the charity. <laughs> Bullyville's charity. Just kidding. Uh, JK, JK. <laughs> so I'm gonna take this away from you, and it, it's now forever gone. Thank you, thank you so much. I feel so much lighter. Um, so I hope that you. <laughs> My phone. Please tell me. Keep me updated on who receives this tank. I will. Yeah. I can't tell them the origin. It's like a rescue tank. You can't tell them how old it is. You can't tell them what its parents looked like. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a rescue. It's going to be like the sisterhood of the traveling tank. tank. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it looks good on everyone. Well, what we'll do is whoever gets this, I'll request 
that photos. they send photos. Great. Um, well, Becca. We did it. Oh, my God. We're right at the perfect time. Oh, my gosh. I want to say thank you for being my very first guest. Thanks for having me. And technically, you are my boss now. <laughs> Not really. Well, sort of. It's kind of just Kelty. Okay. I don't like being in charge. Well, just know you can boss me around anytime you like. Probably won't. I love a lady boss. I think we should have more of them. Same. I only want to work with lady bosses. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, Do you have a fun sign-off? Like, keep it classy, San Diego? <laughs> keep it trashy, America. Yeah. No? Keep it trashy. Hey, remember, <laughs> one man's trash is another man's podcast. You're listening to the Trash Cast. Thanks what about for that? tuning in. Is I that love it? it. Is, that, is that the sign off? <laughs> Wait, that what did you just say? One man's trash is another man's podcast? Yeah. Thanks I guess. for tuning in to the, to the trash, trash Cast. Boom. Bye everybody. Do I just press stop? Okay. Thanks for listening to the Trash Cast with me, Tommy Link. You can find me on the socials at Tommy Lank on Instagram, TikTok, etc. Or if you're on Twitter, I'm at Tom Lank. This has been a Lady Gang Network podcast for Podcast One, produced by Will Sterling. And if you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and share on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app. <laughs>